Welcome to Coffee Conversations with Vivian, um, a podcast where we discuss all things centered around music and um, whether it's music reviews, um, riveting conversations around music, or just having fun with my guest as the one that I have um, today. Um, a quick intro of the man that I have joining me today, uh, a man of many accolades, um, one of the greatest jazz pianists that South Africa has ever seen. And I would like to also label him a spiritualist. Um, Mr. Ntuduzo Makatini, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I think for me, uh, I was quite excited because when I learned that you'd be coming to Johannesburg, I thought to myself, I have to get you in studio. I have to have a conversation around music with you because I know um, I, I think you're one of the greatest minds that I have Thank experienced. So and no, funny yeah, enough, we have not yeah. had a conversation yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always, I think my encounters with you have always been around work. Yeah, yeah, but we've never sat sure. and had a conversation um, really like we are today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm honored to have you here. Uh, it's an honor. I, I want us to talk around two topics today. Okay. So the first one is, and I think you have spoken quite vastly around it, but I want us to explore the correlation between music and spirituality because Mm -hmm. I think that is something that you Mm -hmm. um, sort of um, bring to life so well. You know, I watched you you perform and when I did, uh, I do talk a lot. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't mind that. No, no, no. So I watched you perform and there were a lot of spiritual moments in that yeah. in that performance when I watched yeah, it yeah. and um, and that's why I, I, I had to make this happen and I was very intentional so by the way yeah. Coffee Conversations with Vivian mm-hmm. this is the first of many series to come and I am so blessed to have you um, as part of my debut oh, man. going out to the world I'm really you know, excited to uh, be there <laughs> a for a debut right oh, man. so um, I want this to be a very fun conversation sure. I want it to be sure. you know just for for people that are passionate and lovers of music connoisseurs of music and Mm. people that are discerning listeners because i think that's who you speak to as a as a jazz musician um so let's let's talk a bit about the correlation between music and spirituality um when i saw you there was a time you got on stage on on thursday and that sounded very observant the first thing I saw is that you put your phone away, like you just threw yeah. it to the side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for sure. And for me, that says you respect your crowd, you respect your craft, no, and you sure. respect the yeah. spirits that are around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then first song in, second song in, you went into a corner, yeah. and there was a prayer-like trance that was happening. Oh yes. Can you talk about that? <laughs> so. The, the funny thing about it is that like um, sometimes I'm not so accurate in terms of remembering these moments and the reasons are are simple it's the fact that like in those moments I'm actually not alone I'm not thinking yes. I'm not thinking in you know quote unquote logical ways I'm yes. not thinking it's it's more like I submit myself to this energy. Mm. So, so what really essentially is speaking when when we play this music is this energy field, wow. and about how well we can um, collaborate, and collaboration expanding beyond just like the band and the musicians. But mm. how well can we collaborate with space? How well can we collaborate sure. with the audience? But also how well can we be in sync with? other metaphysical sort of passageways that allow collaboration to make a, a certain kind of impact oh wow and 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 that i think leads to the kind of feeling that you get but sure. i i think i get it before it gets to the audience it's, cool. it's like and it's quite a beautiful thing to contribute towards our own um sort of construct of what we think of as, as as a healing process yes so to take to take part in how we want to heal Ooh. to take part in how we want to um contribute to mm. the greater sort of cosmic uh, vibrations because i think 
sometimes we just look at it as a as jazz gig but uh I think there is a cosmic sort of contribution, there's it's planetary mm. work. And you know, sometimes I, I say these things quite a lot and, and people sometimes think it's sure. oh man. But it's planetary work. Yeah. So I come from a family that respected song. Mm. My grandmother Alfina from my mom's side, like respected song so deeply. Oh, like wow. song was a huge and a, a very important part of how we understood even the family structure. Mm. Everything was really organized and, you know, through song. Wow. Stories were told through song. And yeah, it's funny. There's so much I could say. Even my mom told me this other story. I was home. They were telling me that I, as a kid, I took forever to actually start speaking. And, um, and she says eventually she discovered that if she could sing words to me, I could catch it. What? Same time. So that's why I recorded that album called Mother Tongue. Sure. Because then it was just reflections about how music is really my first language. Mm. It's, it's like, it's not even cliche to say music is a universal, but not even. It's, it's like, uh, it's at the center of communication. Yeah. And like, all things that communicate use a kind of vibration and music is a mother mm. of vibrations. and and organize vibrations and how to disorganize them as well and you know so yeah it's those connections yeah. I guess. like so what you you know what you experienced at that gig i cannot remember i cannot recall but mm. I, it was a beautiful and a such an energizing kind of ball of energy feels yes. and, and that uh, yes. i'm happy i was able to absorb oh wow yeah. when you speak um there are so many even when when you are performing and you say two or three words but mm. they they literally vibrate in the room because mm. they the words in fact the next day i think after watching you i took and i thought sure this guy's gonna think i am spamming his twitter because <laughs> i am still processing yeah what i was experiencing you know um at some point you spoke about how if your eyes aren't open enough yeah. for you to see what's happening. Yeah. At least feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> wow, it's unbelievable. I was in that. all those moments yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I and I thought to myself, this and I think every time that I've ever spoken to you about well via Twitter yeah, about yeah. your music, I'd always tell you, you heal yeah. through your music. Yeah. And you're you and I think that's it. That's really at the core. I think that's really it. And um, I was even saying to a friend, like, I wonder about a situation where, like, there won't be a need for healing. Maybe sure. then that's when I'll put the, the piano aside and, mm. and be like, but that's exactly what I think that's the, well, I don't operate within the realms and parameters of goals and stuff. Yes. I'm really about process and about how process is is the empowering yeah. part so so like how just the processes of music making and music performance are kinds of goals within themselves so yes. so I, i'm not looking for because someone was asking like you know what is your biggest dream huh. and i said the biggest dream is to be listening intensely enough to bring these messages to this side of the world what? but so so like you know but it's, it wasn't a satisfactory answer for that particular individual. Yeah, like, yeah. I must say, like, I want to get this, I must want... So, for me, that has nothing to do with music. These kind sure. of, like, you know, goals have, have nothing to... Music is just for music itself. And, and, and like, it, 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 it produces its own meaning. It, it produces yes. its own yes, aesthetic. Yes, absolutely. It, you know, so it's... It produces its own sensibility, mm. so, so we should really see music for for what it is, and and not be thinking about what comes after, you know. Sure. Uh, so I think, yeah. And these are just thoughts, and and yes. maybe to to a certain extent they personal, but they hinge really on on deep, sort of, trying to understand who I am and an African mm. cosmology, and it was interesting. Today I had someone speak on on radio. And they were talking about community. And a couple of days ago, I was doing this three-hour interview talking about community. Oh, wow. And uh, one of the things that this person was saying, 
and it's something I've always been fascinated about about how African languages carry such you know properties of of of, of totality yes and how within maybe a phrase like ingoma and I'm already speaking about healing I'm I'm, I'm speaking about a jam I'm speaking about dance mm. and how like we carry this kind of like broader so the argument was that every time we translate things to other languages there is quite a lot that is lost sure. but i was fascinated because they spoke about community and what's the translation in my native language yes. saying umpagat. yeah and what i loved because i had never thought about what i always known that umpagat is community yes but the guy spoke about being inside as in and what it pagati. actually means pagati yes. means being inside yes um yeah man but you know so this communal outlook that we always speak about ubuntu means mm. to be inside a particular context mm. inside that community yeah it's not only to say ubuntu ubuntu abantu but it's being inside of yes. that person so it means also feeling what they're feeling and you know sure so i'm really interested in those kind of things and how they make their way into composition how they make their yes. way into yes. performance yes. how they make their way into conversations and, mm. and like so performance is just like another layer to conversation and, and music making is a, another layer to how we understand the world mm. and i think for me one other interesting thing there are a lot of interesting things oh, about <laughs> you uh one other interesting thing is i think i i was either listening or watching one of your interviews and you you said your music what you produce are not albums, they're offerings and rituals. Thank you. And I said, okay. Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, geez, man. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because yeah, that's exactly if it. I listen to your music, a lot of it, even the titling. Yeah. yeah. So everything yeah. for you is context based. So it's, intentional. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even to the point that you said that you get the titles before, yeah. before you actually yeah, that's, produce that's true. the music. Can so we delve deeper into into that? Yeah, so the, it's, it's I'm so actually, you should speak about that because um, the process is is quite a reverse for a lot of artists, mm. and also because I I teach music, and I get to hear quite a lot about how people perceive composition in mm. particular. And composition is something that people create and I struggle with this I'm conflicted about the idea of composition as something that you bring because I think of composition as something that you tap into yes. so composition is already composed yes but you have to compose your being and your alertness mm. in order to tap into composition so the process of composition for me is not creating music is about creating and deconstructing your very own self mm. to hear or yes. to see yeah that's the same thing i was saying at the gig that at least hear it mm. you know mm. so mm. so then uh what you're talking about about album titles about this deliberateness and, yes. and why it's important because yes. for me these things they present themselves either as questions metaphors they present themselves as narratives they present themselves as dreams yes. so I, I have a, a whole other uh, space that informs composition. Ooh. So I started composition at school, but like that's not how I practice composition. Like mm. so, for me, composition is composition is a ritual. Cause if a particular ancestor says, "I need this message really echoed Ooh. strong," and so I I jump, music. then I jump, and I I have to respond to. But also, I think it's it's some kind of synchronicity between the worlds we see and the worlds we don't see mm. and how the two eventually sort of um, are juxtaposed you know I speak a lot about because a friend of mine was saying so all these because I have this blog and it was saying all of these things come from dreams I said yeah but there are different modalities within dreams yes. some dreams I'm really asleep you know sure. asleep like you fall asleep but some dreams I'm wide awake Wow. And there's this moment where everything that is in front of me sort of 
disappears and a new reality sort of emerges. Mm. And this, this is a kind of dream for me. And, and sometimes there are slight overlaps. I was doing this other gig at the Orbit and an old ancestor, Ogokmamiandu, just projected herself right, right next to the piano. Oh, wow. And I don't think she had ever seen a, a piano in her lifetime. But like, so, so then I asked, cause I was like, man, did everyone see this? I, I spoke to some audience, me audience members. They remember this very intense moment. They didn't see what I saw. So I asked the band members. They wow. said, man, there was a moment where you were not playing and no one was playing and it was just like complete silence. But these are the kind of things. Sure. And um, so the deliberateness is because the work itself is not my own. Mm. So mm. the titles, mm. I have to wait. Sometimes a project is... You know there is pressure because you signed to a record label then you, yes. you need to do a, a next album yes and and i have to wait so it's quite a a tricky thing because you have to be informed by other sort of paradigms yeah. of what it means to be here in this world in this very moment and what else is happening beyond what people are seeing mm. so i have to be very attentive to that part and it's quite a big responsibility because sometimes i think i get the message and i don't get it accurate enough Wow. And and ancestors, what we don't often say is that they can be very aggressive as well. Yes. So I just discovered two weeks ago when I I went to a healer. In fact, I didn't go to her. We just like encountered each other. Yes. And she said, "I have a message for you." Wow. And she was telling me that there's this ancestor, and it's a it's a uh, a masculine energy. And I had always drawn from a, a feminine sort of space, okay. you know, like I've, I've yes. always felt like the gift says there's this old man, the feminine. Mm. there's this old man that has been like trying to get your attention for the longest time. Mm. And it's crazy because after that, then I started getting these readings about Indau, which I spoke about at the gig. Yes. And this ancestor yes. that speaks through Umlozi and this particular ancestor is sensitive to noise because this is exactly he what you uses, spoke about at yeah. the gig. And you had a chair there. For him, yeah. For him. And I yeah, thought, yeah. what? But and that's the deliberateness. That's like, because the symbolism is important. Yes. It? It's like, so, because human beings refuse to feel. So mm. we have to find ways of, of cultivating ways of, like cultivating, you know, feelings and yes. senses. And, yes. You know, so, so when I put that, you know, and, and again, rituals are based on symbolism, isn't mm. it? Because there are all kinds of things that we do yeah. that are just meant yeah. to focus our minds. Yes. Every ritual goes yeah. through three dimensions, I yeah. think. You you are moved, you are extracted from a particular way of knowing, isn't it? Mm. Into this very liminal space. And this liminal space is what really informs improvisation. It's this space where you do not know and you do not have to know you have no name there is no identity and all mm. of these are not important yeah. and you have to allow so the vulnerability that comes with allowing yourself not to know when you you thought you knew so much yeah and this is when themes disappear <laughs> melody disappear new things you know there's a kind of passage where we lost mm. and it happens a lot with the band and and then we land into a new kind of knowing so mm. what it suggests to me is that like Improvisation becomes a ritual in a sense that um, even what you thought you knew after the concert, there is a new kind of yes. knowing. Yes. And and it allows you to be a child every every time. Every time. So mm. and being a child is not easy because mm. it means letting go of all your achievements, mm. all that you thought you knew, your ego, because your ego right back, ego right? is constructed by what we think we know, what you yes. think we have, yes. and you have to like dissolve and and let go of all of that it's not easy it's not. so but like being an improviser and practicing this kind of thing every day but that informs your your your, your question about mm. who like who decides what these titles are and so for me it's sometimes i go into like a seven day of of like a heavy ritual of receiving composition wow. Wow. so i have to be so focused yeah and sometimes yeah. it distracts me because like again there's this conflicts between yeah. what's being professional because then it means i must be able to listen to an ancestor if it's keeping me in the house and i have a job i have oh, wow. you know but then i have to listen to that voice and deal with other things later so if it means losing a job as well so i'm always so kind of ready it. i'm always kind of ready that's why 
uh, one of the things at the gig was the noise that was disturbing. Yes. So, but I'm also I'm always ready. I remember this other gig I did, and the the owner, the club owner, said, "Well, if you keep like you know, because this is my clientele and these are my people, they paid. So if you keep doing this, I'm not gonna pay you." Wow. I said, "Right now, this that's exactly I needed you to say this." And my my wife is my partner. Yes. I called her. I was like, "Yeah." Can we organize payments for these musicians from our business? Yeah. Because I really need to leave now. Cause I'm like, not doing this. I'm not right doing now. this. So, so, but then, you know, I think I'm, I'm, the, 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 the realm that informs the work refuses for me to play as an entertainer, for instance. So I can't entertain, for instance. People can be entertained, but I'm saying I'm not. You're not an entertainer. I'm not entertain. I'm. I don't go into it entertaining. Mm. So and and I, I don't play in the background. Yes. For instance, because yeah. like for me, like a ritual is a very explicit act. Mm. It doesn't. It's not a, a backdrop. It's not. It mm. is the thing. It, it, mm. It's it's the it's the framework at which we start thinking about time and space. Mm. So rituals need a, a kind of focus. So if, sure. if if I become explicit maybe about my performances as being some type of rituals, maybe people when they come into a ritual then they assume that kind of you know yes. but it's also a responsibility. Yeah. Like you don't go to a ritual, you know, without like having, you know, cleanse yourself There's in particular a way ways. That you There's go a into way it. in which you, you don't go just into it. yes. So so maybe some of the things into the future is is like really exploring this kind of alternativeness which mm. is actually not alternative because I think about the same people and they were mm. they were do, they were uh, singing rain songs mm. so there was a kind of uh, deliberateness about how composition informs a, co a cosmic mm. happening a cosmic response huh. so if we sing and nothing happens then for me it's not that's not it. It's not enough. It's not it. Yeah. So mm. we must sing, you know, and, and things need to, because like it's, it's a vibration. Mm. Otherwise it's, it's wasted. Yeah. And I feel like if it's lost in noise, I can't hear the echo. For me, an echo is very important in a gig. So when I hit a note, I'm not just into mm. what I'm playing, but I'm, I'm into what comes back to me. Sure. And when there's too much noise in these venues, I never then get a chance to yes. receive what's coming back. Yes. So it's 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 an exhausting exercise because I'm not receiving anything from this whole yeah. experience. Sure. And um, I think I'm I really love to hear. So if I can't hear, then yeah. Then why are you Even here? if I didn't play, but I think if I could hear, mm. I, I think that that would be enough because I also love listening to other people. Yeah. And what do you think comes first for you? Is it the music is it the dreams is it the healing okay so it's interconnected for me because again we spoke about earlier on in this conversation we spoke about the totality yeah so for me it could be either or like so 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 sometimes a dream gives birth to a kind of sonic response yeah but sometimes yeah. a particular music and a, a, a particular way of articulating sound can give birth to dreams, mm. isn't it? So, so it's just like and like you said, you either sometimes you'd be sleeping, and sometimes you'd be widely awake, wide but awake. you'll still get the dreams. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Sure. It's it's really thinking about overlaps. For me, that's the most fascinating part. Mm. It's like how do you stay attentive and, you know, sensitive enough to hear, you know. Mm. Abe Lincoln has got this beautiful song, amazing lyrics. It talks about learning to listen hmm. and i think that's really the the lesson the for me of it. yeah yeah, yeah. every yeah. day because yeah. listening is not only to sound but listening to events and images mm. listening to an image mm. uh, being so fully th present yeah i suppose that's that's where listening to the ground came from hmm. the, my 2015 yes. re yes. release because it was about like these stories these you know people that have worked on this ground and what are the narratives if we can just listen to the ground we'll hear mm. we'll, we'll get a sense of what our history was or wow. is so so the idea of listening to the ground as well as and notions of god in the sky versus god god underground yeah you know, african and how much damage was done by the colonial yeah sort of period in terms of brainwashing people and 
you know so listening to the ground was also about like how an ancestor continues to speak but you have to listen huh. and listening is, is a very important act I mean now it's so many years later I've recorded uh, modes of communication yes. and what modes of communication is trying to say is that well now if we're listening then there has to be a passageway Sure. That is there. There has to be this portal where we we can go in any other time. So I'm creating mm. these bridges in more solid ways. Like so, if I need to speak to my ancestors now, they should be. It should be just like a, a phone call away, so to speak. Oh, and I speak about rituals as a kind of technology. Yes. That we're not just like shooting in the dark. Actually, there's a code. So we call Mamamiyandu is. Three four double seven eight and umkulu mokatin is nine four. So yeah. that kind of thing. Oh my god! As, as a kind of I've like information, it's like it's like technology in that sense. Because mm. then you won't just like shoot in the dark and and do these rituals and not know what you're what, doing. What you're doing because yeah. at the end of the day yeah. you need to know and have an understanding. You need to know. And you need to know when a response has been sent. You, you can't keep saying I need this and and it's done already. You see what I mean? So, yeah, I try to think between these very complex co um, concepts, but there is a need for us to unpack them, you know, to try to make mm. efforts of unpacking, especially for generations to come. I've been thinking a lot about the ones to to come. The, yes. The ones to be yes. born. The ones after Because we never, we never think, mm. like, what is it? Sketches of Tomorrow, which was my debut album, was really about that, like, so if if I, because I was inspired by this story, yeah, and I don't know if it's okay to tell this story because it's really intense. But right but Brazim told this very deep story, mm. uh, and he said like he felt when his father was in his deathbed and he was really not well, he kind of felt like when my dad dies, I want I want I want really know what lessons like if someone asked me yeah what are some of the things that legacy what has what yes. what did your father yes. pass on to you mm. and and Brazil told me that like so when his but his, his father was in his deathbed he, he went to him and said dad you know you, you might leave anytime so and his dad couldn't really speak and was like yeah and then he says but I kind of feel like I need to get something from you hmm. That I can show my kids, your grandkids, and yeah. say this is what my father gave to me. And at this moment, because I'm a musician, I need a flute. It's like okay, a flute. You can go buy one. Yeah. But he said, can when you die, can you just like allow me to take your yeah. leg bone? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I can make a flute out of it. Out of it. And this would be every time I play this flute, I'll be like, "This is what my dad oh, gave me," and I will wow. speak through this bone. It's kind of a, a very deep, uh, you know, um, you know. I don't know how to explain my it, but goodness. it's but mm. it, it kinds of questions us as parents as well, and what mm. sort of legacies is there? A kind mm. of deliberateness about like constructing passageways, hmm. constructing legacy. So legacy as something that doesn't just form itself but like it's something that we co deliberately construct wow. and, and 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 the people that builds built the pyramids were thinking about legacy yeah we're thinking about how you stay present mm. we're, they were thinking about Im, uh, uh, immortality mm. like how you know decades from now on yeah. we'll still so, so so they immortalize themselves through their creation because mm. like and pyramids fascinate me in other ways. So that's a whole other long conversation. Okay. Well, yeah. oh, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Me too. Um, you, you touched a bit on letters um, from the, from the underworlds. Yeah. And <laughs> I went back to the office and this, uh, I've got a friend of mine who, when we speak, we speak music, but we connect on that level. Sure. And so on that evening in fact i left the office and i said oh my god guys i'm going to go see him to do so Makatini. i don't think oh, anybody man. understands you know oh, man. and they were like what girl i'm like yes <laughs> you know and i then i drove to my i drove by myself and on my way 
of course I'm listening to inner dimensions and I'm like okay now I'm getting myself into that you know and I remember I even tweeted as like the the kind of excitement that I felt was it felt like I was going to see a lover that I hadn't seen in a very oh, long time man. and um did I read so and, this somewhere on Yeah, on Twitter, on Twitter. Yeah, it touched and I me. Said, it touched me in and a I big said, way. And I said, oh my yeah, God, yeah, I, I yeah. It literally, it, yeah. I, I had that kind of feeling when yeah. I was driving and I'm listening yeah. to, to Inner Dimensions and I was yeah. like, because I think for the longest time I had wanted to see you. I don't see you enough. Sure. Although sure. I watch, yes, I, yeah. I do watch a lot of your stuff yeah. and I listen to yeah. a lot of, of your music. Yeah. I don't get to see you and yeah. experience you yeah. enough yeah. and yeah. i think there's something about everyone, that isn't it like being live and connected oh, in, in in that moment listen i yeah. i think everyone needs to i don't know maybe it's because i'm also very spiritual in my own yeah. way but for me i walked out of there and i had so much to yeah. process and even the next day so i'm having this conversation with uh Undumiso, my friend yeah and i said to him i i wish you were there you had to experience it yeah. it's not the kind of experience where i can actually use words put it into yeah. words mm -hmm. you know and so we're having this conversation and he says to me that man doesn't walk alone oh wow he says there's no way Unduduzo walks alone yeah, oh man. And so I really I need to meet and do me. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he, so, he, he's got it. Oh man. And yeah, he's got it. And yeah. I said, dude, he, so I related all the, you know, the, the, the small moments that yeah. for me were so captivating yeah. on that night. Yeah. And I started with the part where you went into a corner and you were in a prayer like trance. Yeah. And he said, Vivian, that man. Reminds me of Umambu Simklong. Oh man. Uti. I'm getting goosebumps because like. Yeah. Like this. He says, and and uh, and then I say to him, he actually did Umambu Simklong oh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uti, Umambu Simklong literally when she was on stage and it was like Eliavel. Yeah. You will know. Yeah. Everything at that moment. Yeah. Stops. Everything stops yeah, at that moment yeah, yeah. and. It's it's there. It's happening. And if if you connected, you'll feel it. If not, then. Yeah. Oh man, like everything you say resonates so deeply. And mm. I, and I mean, if you speak about my Muslim song, that's a whole other interview. Yeah. We just like spend time and reflect on her. Yeah. Cause yeah. like Absolutely. she's a big a big part of what informs this sort of construct mm. of you know. Cause like this the ritual. I mean, earlier on, you said you wanted us to speak about rituals or spirituality and music, yes. this binary. And, and, and she is an embodiment of, of such, you know. Mm. And um, so how I see Mambosi was like someone that creates planets. Like, <laughs> like she, she was able to create these, um, yeah, planets. Like, but then like you, you had to be so inside that you could you could like just get in like yeah. so how we could transform space as well like, i mm. think mambusi was able to in a festival or anywhere but then she just allowed people to come into her own planet mm. and, and that's really mm. a big achievement for someone who thinks in this kind of way about how music is not just uh, something that we listen to, but something that we get inside mm. of, like something that we, uh, man, that informs our world, yeah. you know. And and yeah, if you speak about Mambo Simshongo and it's, it's, it's just, a, and yeah. a whole entire conversation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was lucky enough when I uh, was it I can't remember what year it was, but the same year that she died, I I I worked with her. Oh wow! On an album, Amakola. So I, I oh, worked on that wow. album. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I was, I was with her in studio, and it's just amazing how prophetic all of those songs are. Mm. And about because she was just saying Amakoku and all of these things, Wakazulu. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. But she could see that she was leaving, but she already was creating her own bridge. Like she wanted to 
she wanted to travel through her own tunnel and um, she had enough time to create an album as a kind of ritual that accompanies her very own departure so you see that's how that's how deep this music Yo. is because then you you are able to construct your own you know sort of you know uh path where you're gonna walk mm. you know i had this other gym <laughs> it was about this ancestor that was had been stuck um on the riverbank for the longest time and he was saying like i see telling me i see people going crossing Across. over crossing mm. over mm. every single day mm. but i've not been able to in moments where i, I tried halfway through i I got so scared and I, I and I went back oh, wow. and 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 this particular ancestor was saying do you realize that sometimes as ancestors we also need your light because we they, we, 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 we we think about ancestors as people that give the light yeah but we never think about deliberate ways of how we can give, give back them give them the light because they you know it's a journey as well and they they get into these kind of spaces that's why we practice rituals not yeah. only for us to benefit i think that's why like that's where we get it wrong like rituals are about oh well there's this bad luck i lost my job and then i need to slaughter and stuff but what we don't realize is that there are kinds of rituals that are happening in, in the ancestry realm as well that have to sync with our so this ancestor was saying that i need your i need your i need your um I need your light. I need I need you to channel a very deliberate kind of energy that can help me go across. So it was for the first time because wow. we think of ancestors as people that don't ask for anything. Yes, we always ask because they them. they're always helping us. It's the same concept of yeah. a god, you know, that we're always asking when we praise. Mm. It's like we we have to ask, you know, every time. But what we don't realize mm. that we actually part of that god. So and 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 if we don't have anything to contribute. It means there's a shortage anyway so mm. whatever that we will get back will come with this very same kind of sort of shortage and everything's just interconnected isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sure so so yeah yeah those are some of the things that i've been thinking about and it's oh like, my god yeah you spend a lot of time thinking don't you <laughs> <laughs> no just a little bit <laughs> a little bit a little bit and i spend more time like reading other people as well because because mm. i think it's i mean someone like ben okri who mm. someone said today like how they experience my music is the same way they experience okri the reading sure. and I, I told that person that man i've been wanting to meet babu okri for the longest time because wow. i wanted to i wanted him actually to write some liner notes for a record that i you know because he speaks about this imaginary but there is a, a particular word which we think about imaginary as something that doesn't exist. Yes. But actually, I think what Bob speaks about is things that we don't see. Hmm. It's not an imaginary as a very abstract concept of things that mm. we just imagine and like mm. they never really happen. So sometimes I watch these, what did my kids call them? Sci-fi. Yes. It, it, those, kind, those movies. Yes. And I tell them, it's like, oh man, I, I'm telling them these worlds, they actually do exist. They actually do exist. Like sure. I, I watched the the Matrix some years ago. Yeah. And I was like, this is like some of the most, you know, cultivated, and yeah. you know, inspiring piece of work. You know, just you know, that says there's another world as elsewhere that we connected to. Mm, mm. Yeah, so, mm. so I think we are. Yeah. We definitely are connected to. Yeah. Many other worlds. Black Panthers, you know, as well. Mm. Um, remember when they tried to portray the ancestry realm? Yes. And how ritual was important yeah. to be sort of like buried yeah. in a particular way and then you... It you, definitely did come from somewhere. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that for oh. me comes from Mutua and other people that mm. have been thinking about these things and mm. there's a need to sort of you know, really go deep within those people's thoughts about Mazisignan and a lot of yeah. other people that have been. So it's not only in music. Sure. So that's why I spend most of the time also just reading and because mm. for me it's all like connected. It's mm. like it's a composition. A book is a, a composition. Yes. It's, a, it's a very like sort of extended composition. Yeah. It's a body of work. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about um, letters from the underworlds. 
Sorry, there was an initial question. That was my sorry, initial I'm question. Sorry. And we just, I'm no, sorry. I'm, I, I, <laughs> listen, I am very happy with this is a conversation. Oh, man. It so let us. Direction. Yeah, letters from the underworld is that same idea. It's a, it uses a metaphor of a letter to try um, portray a kind of sort of window a, or, or a way in which you could start understanding ancestors as being deliberate about the messages mm. they send but also just saying that we could write to them so you know yeah so these kind of writings and texts come through music paintings and and these kind of things many other forms yeah so so it is you know it, it I, I hate to say it's like a decolonial but but in many ways it also just like helps us to rethink like cosmology as well mm. like you know uh what really informs our cosmology some of the biggest sort of questions i have with research is um for instance like um, citations mm. and like i think citations is actually an african concept because hmm. for example if i introduce myself now and this is a kind of citation it's a family tree i'm citing mm. those who came i'm locating Before myself you. within a kind of space a moment and and a kind of connectedness yes. to something yes. that came before me Ooh. so citation as 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 a way of enti enticing an ancestor to say mbiti mm. says something interesting although people always write against Mbiti but that's mm. how powerful everyone that is powerful people try to always, especially yeah. the West will always challenge those kind of he speaks mm. profoundly about notions of time in Africa hmm. and he speaks about Sasa and all these concepts but we're coming more from an East East African perspective but yes. there are a lot of more connections but listening to the ground is really questioning cosmology and and saying that like you know um, as much as we cite you know in academic writing mm. we cite so but there's a need to cite from uh, a kind of metaphysical space mm. so that in processes of writing in processes of um, liberation in processes of freedom there is always a need to connect this freedom to other spaces mm. uh, I think mm. last year I spoke about like South Africa and how as a country we've evolved mm. and obviously quote unquote this like evolve you know could mean a lot of other yes, things yes. but i was just trying to say that like part of our healing what we've not considered is that we have like a, a really angry ancestral realm because all mm. of these people that we call our ancestors died during apartheid mm. so so there's a need so when we think about democracy, we need to think about democracy in that realm as well. Mm. So cosmology is thinking through these spaces and mm. like, so we always have to constantly think about this uh, chidic sort of um, state of being as Ramosa calls it. Mm. And chidic as, as, as in, in an African cosmology or ontology, we never think about living beings outside of the context of the living dead or the ancestor or wow. the ones to be born. So letters is very deliberate about creating bridges so that the, the, the connection and the communication is seen as a kind of technology that like, so when I'm sitting here and there's a text that's been sent, it's, it's an email, it's in my inbox. Mm. So I use all these concepts. It's like, yeah. so ancestors speak through inboxes, they're sending texts. Yeah. And then, so sometimes you respond to an email and sometimes you delete it you know it is sitting in your church and i'm thinking about how 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 much is sitting in our church because wow. of our ignorance and not listening to these so how we have to even go that deep and go to our what we call church yeah and and junk me and, and and all of these spaces and and recover and recover these messages so letters is is that whole idea that if maybe we think of them as as having written letters to us maybe it's easier to respond mm. so i'm trying to go away from the abstractness of what how we think about ancestors yeah as a space that has no language that yeah. that we can't really conceive and i'm just saying like you know it's a text so what does it also require a language hmm. 
So if they're writing to us, they're writing in a particular language. language yeah. So we have to read. Yeah, yeah. So there is also particular vocabularies that they use. That is, mm. There is a, a you know a jargon that is you know mm. what I mean. Mm. So understanding the ancestor means a whole. Uh, you know, openness to something, a, a, a new way, not a new way, but a, a particular, a specific way, way. of communication. Mm. Yeah, most, but also, lastly, it speaks about the diaspora and how do we connect this Africanness. You know, the idea of Pan Africanism? Yes. And how over the years the definitions have evolved and moved. And, but uh, I'm feeling strongly that, like, the diaspora, especially like America, is very important for this music for jazz mm. and how we could reverse the slave trade the transatlantic slave trade narrative which used water which we think of as a, a mode for healing but it mm. used that as a transport to slavery mm. so how we need to use water to reverse that narrative wow. and how people are traveling in deliberate ways they choose to come to africa and be part of these rituals mm. so in the album i feature brothers that are from uh, the US as yeah. well but as as a way of creating this mm. this water we're reversing this yes. kind of energy yes. so we, we're cleansing the very tool that is meant to represent a kind of cleansing because mm. water in, in symbolism African symbolism represents mm. a, a kind of cleansing, cleansing. Mm. but also we see how the colonizer used water as well to mm. reverse this kind of narrative Hmm. to transport into slavery hmm. so how do we think about this bridge that we need to create over the transatlantic that atlantic um, ocean hmm. that is deliberate that is not forced movement between these two spaces hmm. but also kinds of texts and kinds of sonic exchanges between these two uh, spaces wow yeah. I can't wait to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm scared I, to listen to this. I can't wait for it to I'm go out to, because... I'm scared to listen to this. <laughs> Yo, um, amazing. I don't even know. It's, yeah. Again, I think yeah. I'm going to go back and I, I'll have so much more to process. Um, yeah. I think you, more than being a healer, you're also a teacher Thank in you your own way. way. You know, you... You and speak I'm also a student. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we're all students, yeah, you know, yeah, every day we learn. Definitely. But um, from this conversation alone, I've taken out so much. I think my spirit oh, is a yeah. bit edified yeah, yeah. because um, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. And um, so we're going to go into the second part of the conversation. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that um, music and spirituality sure i think for generations after us the ones to come yeah um man if 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 they don't listen yeah. if they don't immerse themselves in these kind of conversations yeah. um they're losing out yeah. but thank you so much for that i appreciate <laughs> it i'm, I'm truly that was thankful. beautiful I'm, I'm um really so the next part of the series I want us to talk about the marriage between jazz and hip-hop so on a lighter note yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we were just you know yeah, yeah, we were going yeah, no, for um, sure, for sure. but I want us to talk about the marriage between um, jazz and hip-hop because I'll tell you for me I caught on to jazz quite late in my life yeah. and obviously hip-hop is sort of like the kind of the cooler genre yeah. um, but I think what a lot of people don't know is that in fact a lot of hip-hop producers yeah. they take a lot of influence yeah, from for jazz sure. For sure. you know um, I mean a, a great example for me is always Jay Dilla yeah. all of his stuff is yeah. there's an origin and that origin yeah. is jazz and those samples he samples like yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of jazz, yeah, yeah. but he he makes a he makes great hip hop. Yeah. So I want us to actually just tap okay. into that a bit. Yeah, man. Oh wow. So I have to say upfront that I have 
serious problems with these compartments in themselves okay. although an attempt to try and define them and how they connect mm. is necessary mm. but um, i always feel like you know it's a um, it's it's not it's not an african concept to mm. divide these kind of things it's mm. uh, so we have one genre in africa and it's called expression mm. so whether okay. you hit a jam you, you know so 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 it's expression yes and uh, the compartments is for an outsider mm. so the only person that needs to worry about what it is is the one that's looking from outside mm. the one that's inside can't even see that i've just modulated from this to that in the same way that i spoke about totality earlier on so totality exists within genres as well like you know that oh. you cannot speak about dance without talking about singing yes. you cannot talk about singing without talking about the drums you cannot talk about drums without talking about healing mm. so you know that's like the backdrop yes that I, I think yes I, I want us to be aware of as just my point of view mm. but in terms of like hip-hop as a gender i think there are so many connections mm. one is that both these genders hinge on a uh, at least um in terms of how they they um uh, they emerged mm. they they hinged on an idea of a social political sort of context as, as a as a kind of commentary mm. on things that are happening yes yeah so mm. so so that connects it because it says to to address these kind of genders you have to be aware both of them you have to be aware of what's happening around you and that calls for a kind of awareness mm. and i think that's one thing for instance that is common between these genders and i think another thing is that like um, if you think about hip-hop it also situates itself within the idea of improvisation yeah so a great hip-hop cat um rapper <laughs> must be able to just go on stage and create sure. spontaneously Yo. so spontaneity is one of the key the crucial sort of hinge that qualifies you so there is no jazz musician without a kind of insight into improvisation mm. we don't yeah yeah i know that hip-hop or rappers today that don't really improvise yeah and i've i've, I've read about these politics and and like dude you can't really be a hip-hop cat if, if you, you can. cannot improvise yeah but it's the same thing with jazz because really at the core at the heart of jazz music is improvisation mm. so mm. but for me this suggests that these two genres are concerned with how the truth has different sort of registers and mm. modality so there is there is the truth and there are other kinds of truths and the genre is a tool to explore the other kinds of truths. So, mm. so the melody or the structure becomes a theme. So you know, Omrepa, they have a chorus, mm. but then from the chorus, a chorus is a prayer to me, a meditation that leads you to revelations. Oh my God! I in needed, the same way I that, to like, quote that. So, <laughs> so jazz, jazz behaves in in a similar way that you you pray so much which is like a prayer is a chant which you you're familiar with it's like allah or god or, or whatever and then so at a particular point then he shows his face and then you start talking about how you experience god so that's the same thing with hip-hop and improvisation and jazz is that there is a kind of a ritual or a prayer that is constantly there that's why i'm a rapper for inspiration you always have to go to the ritual part the meditative part so they go and go and go and then the chorus the chorus the chorus the chorus and just like divination so hip-hop is like throwing bones it's the throwing of the bones oh because you have to throw these bones with such faith that a particular hermeneutic or, or, or a particular meaning is going to emerge from the, from the, the bones mm. but also it calls for a kind of um language because jazz jazz also hinges on ideas of language so that's why we call so for example a great jazz musician is called a school in the same way as, mm. as hip-hop so so jazz musician will hear you play and say you come from a school of dizzy you come from a school of billionaires yes. monk. so a school is is a space for citation isn't oh, it wow. it's, it connects with what we talked about earlier on so same thing with hip-hop 
is when they when they uh, start reciting these things, they always quote. They it's, it's, they constantly citing mm. and bringing all of these references, and from these references, they become our point of departure. So ultimately, these two genders about they are about how how deep can you go and understand historic narratives as spaces for producing the future and for producing uh, ways of understanding this moment. Wow. So that's why these two genders speak to each other. Mm. And um, yeah, man, I think I think that's really... I like, think you've... But, but you know, we can explore further. Yeah. But I think at the core, and also the fact that uh, hip-hop uses lyrics, and mm. which is a kind of text, you know, that... Um, uh, so, so it means like it, it emerges from a space of a kind of literature review, if mm. you may. So there is a kind of consultation with existing materials mm. that will help you. Oh, Om Rapper, they speak a lot about flow. Yes. And that's another key component. In jazz, we speak a lot about flow. Oh, wow. Flow, flow, flow. So flow is a natural thing, isn't it? It's a cosmic, yes. it's a cosmic concept. It's a, so, I mean, it also means that hip hop is informed by streams, it's informed by landscapes, mm. in the same way that jazz is the informed jazz by is. clouds, it's, it's informed yeah. by composition. But <laughs> also, it says like how destructive nature can be. Because, you know, jazz gets aggressive and hip-hop does the same. Yes. Because that's how nature is. We get these volcanoes. and the, So this kind of the idea of an explosion is something that is important for a new sort of beginning. So we're always constructing and we deconstruct at the same time. Oh, wow. So we're not scared of losing that which defines us. Mm. So I can do so much work. But, you know, John Coltrane, after I Love Supreme, everyone was saying... Oh man, every everywhere he played, play Love Supreme. Mm. So and and John Coltrane started thinking, wow, success is such a a problem. Yeah. Because then it means you stuck. So that's the end of it. So yeah. so so going into this work with a kind of goal. That's why hip hop as well. Some of the greatest hip hoppers mm. are the guys that are underground. Because when you're underground, you continue to contribute. Yeah. And you don't seek. Uh, validity you don't mm. seek to be celebrated so those are the other things that mm. some of the greatest jazz masters are the ones that are in the townships that you oh, never wow. there's another connection you know all together yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah 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 because those those guys that are really doing it are not at the forefront always sure but then when you hear the guys that are making it they always speak about some guy in the township you hear a jazz mm. musician in mm. an interview mm. speaks about brass or and so mm. that you've never heard of. Mm. Same thing with hip hop guys, the greatest ones we mm. talk about. The backpackers. Yeah. You see what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So there's something interesting about how that which we call underground is actually yeah. a construction of what we eventually absorb as the culture. Yeah. So how someone echoes a particular message from a space of undergroundism so mm. to speak but projects their voice through the ones that make it to the forefront and that's how jazz is sure i just learned the other day about who happy hancock's teacher was for instance mm. is someone i had never known and then when i googled this person i could only find one album but he's the teacher for all of these people wow so the idea of a school as as, yes. as, as a being a being as a type of yes. archive a space that we consult in order to articulate our own voices. So hip hop pays so much attention to the past as, yeah. as a way of understanding yeah. the present moment. So, yeah. 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 I, I am actually, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You are um, a, a library. No. <laughs> you are a genius. No. <laughs> you you are. I, I said I said this to you. I said you are a mastermind, and I oh, I really man. looked forward. Oh, I man. I've been looking forward to ha to sitting down and having this tapping into mm -hmm. into your thinking, into your mind, and yeah, yeah. I got it. Oh, Thank man. you so much. I, um, I really it. appreciate yeah. you being here. Yeah. Um. Hopefully you'll come back on our coffee conversations. Hopefully when you, you know, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to know, talk you started, about. You started about hip hop and 
I was thinking, just as a closing idea, yes. I was thinking about Umaskanda and his sabo. Oh, wow. So, one of the things that is important for a Maskanda musician, yes. which is a, actually, it came before hip hop and that's like some of the highest forms of hip hop or rap. What? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's bongo. Yes. That's, that's exactly the rhythm, even. Yes. Oh, my goodness. But, but then the thing about them is that when they bongo, when they talk about this, it's, it's a, so things that become important for a Maskanda uh, musician is the river that they drink in wow. So like for me it's amazing how people have always been aware of like surrounding. Yes. Surrounding. Yeah. That's and, exactly and, what and, it says. And, and space as not just something that we sort of use for our own benefit but as a fellow like as a collaborator to mm. how we experience life and i think hip-hop actually if we can make connections the next time oh, we do wow. this, make connections between yes. hip-hop and maskanda music oh i love that and, and yeah, yeah. I, but, love, but that's, I love that that's a whole other absolutely thing sure. i know right because we could go on we could yeah, go no, on no. and on and on no let's end it <laughs> <laughs> it ends here yeah okay and yeah. that's it um from myself and and Tutuzo Makatini on Coffee Conversations with Vivian. Uh, we hope you really um, in, you will enjoy this um, conversation. Until next time, thank you. Oh.